Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. In, in advance of the announcement later this week of the winners of this year's Entrepreneur of the Year Awards, I'm going to chat again to some of this year's finalists. And this week we're talking about the idea of pioneering, doing something new, and how tricky and beneficial that can be. I'm delighted to be joined now by Chris Kelly of EasyGo. He's a, a, a finalist in this year's emerging category. Luella Morton is the co-founder of TestReach and, and is a finalist in the established category. And Neil Scaffington of Nova Plus Gironta, a finalist in the international category. You're all very welcome to the programme. Uh, Chris, firstly, tell us uh, in as brief a period as you can what EasyGo does and how you're a pioneer. Thank you very much, Bobby. Uh, delighted to be here. Um, so uh, at EasyGo, um, I, I suppose the quick and easy answer is we charge electric cars and vehicles, um, whether it be public or whether it be business uh, or, or private homes. Um, and why are we a pioneer? Um, 2016, when I started this business, everybody said, you're crazy. Who's going to buy an electric car? And uh, now we look and see electric cars are at the forefront of transport. 50,000 out of them out there and growing rapidly, yeah? Growing very rapidly, yeah, yeah. Which, which we're delighted to see. Yeah, okay. We'll come back to you in a second. Luella, maybe you might introduce your company for us if you would. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thanks, Bobby. Um, yeah, so I'm Luella Morton with TestReach and we have an end-to-end solution for managing exams. So it's the software and services that allows you to author, mark, moderate, roll out exams. So you can roll them out in computers on test centres uh, or we have a whole bunch of supervisors who remotely manage those exams as the candidate takes the exams uh, and it's all done over the webs via video, audio and remote screen share. Very interesting. I know you do sort of specialist exams for associations yeah, and do. bodies and that kind of thing. Yeah, mostly professional exams. So yeah. it's really, you know, once you've got your degree, what happens next? You know, medical exams, professional associations, uh, recruitment exams as well for a lot of government bodies. Okay. And uh, finally, to Neil Scaffington, uh, somebody who was in the plastics manufacturing business for many years, then had a, a eureka moment to get into recycling of plastics. Tell us more, Neil. Yeah, so so <clears> we're, uh, we're, we like to say we're recyclers with a capital R. Um, so we do the real recycling. We don't just bail it up and ship it out. We, we actually take in plastics from all over the world and we, and we recycle it. We turn it into a pellet and sell it back into industry, both here in Ireland and outside of Ireland as well. Okay, very interesting. And you're based up in County Meath in the Gaeltuck area. Stock and Gaeltuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't don't ask me any more Irish. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've been there since uh, we started operations in, in 2019. Um, so follow the grants, isn't that it? That's it. Well, that's that's what they say. But it, if only it was that easy, Bobby. All right, let's talk about pioneering, and because uh, I think Chris as a first mover in any market, like there's obviously advantages in that you can maybe build your business quite fast, but it can be difficult to stay there. Uh, And maybe you might just talk to us about that, being a kind of a first mover and then either being caught up with by technology or by other competitors coming onto the pitch. Yeah, Bobby, you're right. It is. It's it's very difficult to uh, to stay ahead of the game, um, and uh, th- there's a couple of things to, to stay ahead of the game, especially in our industry. The technology technology changes so quickly. 
um, somebody comes out with new battery types, new charging types. Yeah. Uh, we we got to stay ahead of the game there, which we're doing quite well. Um, energy management, power management, um, again, same thing, staying ahead of the curve. But then uh, you got to look at funds as well. And I think that's very important to stay ahead of the game with financing because you could be the best at doing what you're doing, but somebody big could come in with deep pockets and yeah. suddenly overpower you and overshadow you. So you got to try and make everything rise together, um, which is something that we've worked very hard on over the last number of years. And Chris, would you have been even maybe, I suppose, would you have been aware when you got into this that you needed to move relatively quickly to keep that competitive advantage of being one of the early players in the marketplace? When I started, no. Absolutely right. not. But I learned very quickly. Um, <laughs> like everything, we learned the hard way. <laughs> like everything, like everything. You know, for the first few years, the business dragged you along and dragged you into places more so than you leading. Um, but then after you really got to uh, grasp what it was that you were doing and get the direction uh, in place as to what you were doing and where the marketplace was going, well, then you started to take the bull by the horns and then you started to control the business and manage it a bit better. Yeah. Luella, your business, um, I'm not sure what you're you actually started but COVID was probably a big accelerator yeah uh, regardless of what stage you were at it probably brought you back on 10 years over two years yeah so we started in 2014 we found articles okay. yeah so it'll be 10 years next year and I think um, you know initially we were very much I think when you're pioneering something you know, not only do you have to define your offering and you're looking forward. So you, you don't have a formula to copy. Like, yeah. what's your pricing? What's your model? What's your go to market? You know, you have to define all those. And it's really hard to do that. It's complex. But then also you have to paint that vision. Do you know? Because like if you consider the first person to ever sell a computer, they're not saying, oh, you know, look how much, look how fast the processor is. They're actually trying to describe, but what is a computer and how does it work? And so you've got an extra layer of the onion when you're doing something completely differently and kind of changing your customer's world. And I think it is for us, certainly COVID, um, it went from that visioning pre-COVID into it then became much more mainstream post-COVID where we were, why is your offering better than the others? Yeah. As opposed to, well, what is proctoring? You okay. know, so it was, it was, it brought market maturity. Yeah. And would I be writing saying that, you know, as, as you've got a, you know, every business has a strategy and no doubt you had yours. Yeah. But there is an element of making it up as you go along because yeah. you actually don't know what your market is no. if you're the pioneer. No, you have to be really, really ready to pivot Yeah, all the time. And it's almost like you're, you're moving forward and there's a haze in front of you. And as things become clearer, you have to react to what's coming towards you all the time because you, you don't know what you don't know. And if it is something new that's never been done before, you don't have a formula to follow and you have to be ready to pivot and change. And it could mean that what you thought was your market is now something slightly different yeah. and you have to adapt yeah. to that. No one ever really ends up where they thought they were going never. to end up. I don't never. Think, I think that's true for most businesses. Yeah. Neil, if we go back to you, um, and I suppose if if you're in, a, in an industry that's basically changing very quickly, there's probably a level now and a, a need around recycling that didn't exist 20 years ago. So when when you're in the market of, I suppose, providing something that a lot of the world wants, at least, you know, aspirationally anyway, whether they do or not, but 
like does that make it an easier place to be absolutely not yeah uh, if only um do you know that like the world has a has a serious waste problem at the moment and it's we don't we don't see a lot of the problems, but they're out there. The waste gets moved around, um, and truth be told, very very little of what we put in our recycling bin actually gets recycled. Yeah. I think when we put stuff in the in the recycling bin, we we have this impression that it goes off to this bright colourful place where it's going to be turned into something shiny new. But in reality, it's just that's not what I've happens. I've been so. in some of the recycling factories yeah. where people are on the conveyors, and it's tough work. It's very tough work. You, you know, know you're and, dealing. And it's, with... it's tough to recycle. You yeah. Know, it's, it's it's not easy. So, like we we put a huge amount into um, R and D and innovation. We put a lot of resources, both financial and and people, uh, into trying to develop new solutions for for problem materials. But there's a lot of help out there. You know, there's um, like the the government is 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 investing a lot into innovation. So we we're part of a small consortium that uh, got money through Enterprise Ireland for um, through the Disruptive Technologies Innovation Fund uh, a couple of years ago. And we're developing a really cool chemical recycling process that can take mixed plastics and... And, and, it and, and is one of your challenges as a pioneer that people, firstly, they don't understand what you do, and secondly, they're not willing to pay for it? Is that is that a barrier that you've we, come up against? So, yeah, it, it is. Um, we... The waste industry typically, we don't even like using the word waste. We call it the W word because uh, when, whenever you whenever you put that label on something, it automatically infers that this has zero value. Yeah, you dump it. So we we don't even like using that word. Um, the like whenever stuff goes into one of these MRFs, it's like it's it gets thrown around the place and it typically gets bailed up and, and exported out of Ireland. So um, just just the way the industry is set up, it's it, it doesn't value enough what we do I yeah, think yeah. Um, and we still compete with Virgin Plastics so this year uh, the price of Virgin dropped at the start of this year um, and we've had to follow that because we have to compete even though we're completely different industries completely different products um, so so it's a, it's a tough marketplace you know yeah. it's, we, but so we have to keep innovating we have to keep looking for materials that that are cheap enough where we can try and make money from them so uh, that's the, the niche that we've cut out for ourselves in the industry Chris back to you um, in terms of Remaining a pioneer, is that something that you can be maybe classed as as some part of your journey? But eventually, you know, you form the status of being an established business or a mature business even. Um, Where are you on that journey now? Do Do you consider yourself still that you're in that pioneering space? We are, of course. Um, I I can't see us changing from the pioneering space. Um, I do see us now as an established business. Um, We we recently raised uh, 30 million in funding uh, for the business to to help grow it to the next level. Um, But uh, as far as EV uh, charging uh, goes in the industry, it's still just a a drop in the barrel. Um, We'll always be innovating. Because it's the technology that we're in. And uh, once technology improves, we have to move with it to stay ahead of the curve. Um, and there's always going to be a need for EV charging. Uh, you know, the, the next 10 years, 15 years in Ireland, uh, there's so many charge points need to be fitted. Yeah. And uh, so it's still a, a journey for us. It's still early stages in a journey. But I'm delighted to say that we are actually established now as not a startup anymore, but uh, an established company to be able to drive forward and, and start making business happen. Good man. Uh, Luella, in terms of your own journey, uh, Again, you've been around since 14, I think you said. Yep. So 10 years. 
Um, do you think differently? You clearly think differently now than you did back in the early days. But how how will you remain at the forefront of your business of your of your marketplace? How will you stay keep staying ahead? Well, I think um, you have to be passionate about it and you have to have that continuous cycle of innovation and that continual cycle of improvement. It's really important. I, I, I firmly believe that the day you stand still is the day you start to fail and resting on your laurels will get you nowhere. The, the rate of change now is exponential right across the board. And as soon as you start standing still, you're in big trouble. And I think, you know, much as, you know, right now you are solving a particular pain point for your customer, it's all about putting yourselves in okay. their shoes because you're solving one and now what's the next problem? Okay. Last uh, shout to you, Neil. Thursday night, it's a big night uh, for EY, for Friday's all be you guys. <laughs> so uh, just tell us about your thoughts as we come into the week of selecting the EY Entrepreneur of the Year. Listen, it's, it's been a wild ride this year. It really has. You know, the EY program is like nothing else. There's very few things in this world that money can't buy. And this is one of them, you know, what, what the experiences we've all had. I think we've all made friends for life uh, through the programme. Okay. They're a mad bunch of finalists and we're going to have a good night Thursday night, Bobby. All right. Chris, Luella, Neil, thank you all for your thoughts on pioneering. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.